Welcome, everybody. This is a U.S. Gray Sports Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my very good friend and wearing his U.S. Gray Sports red jersey, Father Richard Heilman. And we got two different guests tonight. This is going to be a great show on the power of and the actual health of fasting. You're going to want to know all about this. But before we do, of course, everything needs to begin with prayer. And always, that is Father's Department. Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Great. Thank you very much, Father. And to all of our U.S. Grace Force followers out there, we thank you so much for all the time and attention you give us, all the prayers, all the comments, all the encouragement. We so grateful for that and for the financial support as well through the Patreon program. You know, the last year was pretty tough. We just looked at some numbers recently. And because we were, how shall I say it, disciplined by YouTube, for seven of the 12 months of last year, we were not on YouTube. That made a serious impact and dent into the Patreon support system that we have. So I want to just simply and humbly ask anybody out there who feels they can support the U.S. Grace Force podcast in any financial way, your help through the Patreon program, click the link in the description below for more, is an enormous way to really help us continue to get these messages out. Now, we try to focus on messages that help strengthen our faith, obviously, but we also want to help strengthen that temple, the Holy Spirit. It's such an important thing to do to make sure that we understand body, mind, and soul that God has created us to do the best we can and care for in the best way possible all the gifts that he gives us. Be good stewards of everything that he gives us, including our health. We want to get this message out again to as many people as possible. So your help again through the Patreon program is enormously, enormously helpful. So we thank you for that. You're always in our prayers. And that's what we're going to be addressing tonight, the power of fasting, not just the spiritual ramifications, but the physical health ramifications as well. And I know, Father, this is something that's pretty been pretty important to you. You've been doing so much over the last year to improve your health. You've lost a good amount of, amount of weight. You've really 70 been, pounds so far. 70 pounds. Incredible. So I know this is uh, these gentlemen are, are, are uh, acquaintances of yours, so I'm going to hand this over to you. All right. Well, I am very excited. Th thank you so much, JJ, for coming on. And Dave, my lifelong friend, it seems we've been together for a long time. Um, I want to I uh, introduce a little bit about Dave first before I bring JJ on. But uh, Dave and I have been together with Men's Ministry forever. And uh, Dave has been either on a leadership team or he leads leadership teams. Um, right now, he's leading our Men of Christ Madison leadership team. Uh, and just very dedicated to helping all, all people, but especially men, uh, to really be the St. Joseph's that we're called to be. Uh, Dave, I, I just love your passion and, and everything. And Dave uh, actually uh, uh, tuned me into JJ, uh, who I'll introduce here in a second. Because Dave, how much have you lost? I'm uh, right around 68 to 69 pounds. Oh my over goodness. Four months. You're shorter than I am. So that's a lot of weight. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that's awesome, Dave. And and you're feeling great. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, yeah. so we wanted to bring JJ on and uh, I'll get to it in a second, uh, the bigger reason. But JJ uh, started out as a personal trainer, right, JJ? And, and then uh, got passionate about. Uh, the whole uh, burgeoning science of 
intermittent fasting and the keto diet that is really taking on because the science is revealing so much. And of course, and we're going to get into this, but uh, God has always called us to fast at different times. Well, again, we'll talk about that in a bit. But JJ, could you uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, originally from Venezuela, 30 years in the United States, 20 years as a personal trainer, uh, six years as an online uh, keto and fasting coach. Uh, my passion for wellness, uh, I think it started back when I used to read the comics, and you could see Atlas in the back coming at the, at the beach, showing off his yeah. body. You remember that, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. the comics, yeah. And so around 14, I bought my first set of weights, and ever since, I, I was a gym rat. All through the process, always kind of like a chubby type of guy, always trying to work on, on, on trying to lose some weight. And uh, in my whole career, uh, I was always very intrigued about food. Food was always uh, not only my passion, but also my intrigue. What was it all about in food that, that meant so much in this process? And uh, one day, about four or five years, five years ago, um, I listened to... Um, uh, a podcast uh, where Dr. Jason Fung was being uh, um, interviewed. And I remember exactly what he said that just blew me off. And he said, while you fast, you don't lose muscle. And that was like a, a revelation. That was like the, 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 the heavens opened because if that was true, that meant that the solution to my problem was there which was... Yeah, because the previous science refuted that, right? Correct. Yeah. And yeah. every single bodybuilder, if you ever mentioned the word fast, they will slap you in the face and right. send you to eat some burgers. Right. Okay? Yeah, that, yeah. that will not... If you stop eating for an hour, you will lose 10 pounds of muscle. Right. You know, exaggerating a little bit there. But um, so I went into uh, uh, researching this. Of course, I bought his book and that opened a whole huge, deep, a, a hole where I just fell into it and I'm still going. I mean, I, I haven't stopped. And so from there, I experimented with myself. I started experimenting with some of my clients that were willing to try it. And that just opened up huge doors. And ever since I have, I, not only I can say that you can lose weight without exercise, but it's actual truth. I, I, yeah. I can propose that. I'm not saying that exercise is bad. You need to exercise but it's not what you need in order to lose weight. It's yeah. all about food, food and fat. Yeah, and so you dug deep into the science of all this and Correct. really researched it. I'm into that very much. Yeah, yes. yeah. So we're hoping to, to hear about that. Um, Absolutely. You know, what, what, one of the things that uh, spurred doing this podcast was the readings. So we're uh, recording on Monday and the, we put it up on Wednesday, but the readings this morning was, uh, you know, the scribes, the Pharisees coming up. Why aren't your, you know, disciples... Uh, fasting well when the bridegroom's with you don't fast but but then he goes on and he says this he says uh you know you don't put old wine or new wine in old wine skins because then it'll it'll just burst um and then i you know that ties in again with uh man catching up the science catching up with god because literally jj if i'm correct me if i'm wrong here but you actually reset your system the cells in your body and you rejuvenate and there, there's even science saying that you restore a lot of youthfulness right and, it, and it also it helps with longevity and 
being strong against diseases and 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 things like that. So I, am I right about that? Yes, so you're actually yes. making a new person by fasting. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, what you're doing is in, in increasing the efficiency of the process that it normally occurs in humans. You know, humans are replenishing and, and, and remaking themselves anywhere from uh, uh, 90 days to 100 days. Supposedly, we switch all, all uh, cells in the body. But by fasting, it's like we flip a switch and or, or turn on the turbo if you're talking about cars and that turbocharges the whole process and makes it even more efficient and more intense and it usually happens about 48 hours after you stop eating uh, when i say stop eating doesn't mean you sh you shouldn't be drinking yeah you can drink fluids non-caloric fluids but stop chewing if you stop chewing the body switches after 48 hours and it makes this process exclusively one of the main tasks for the body and that's and so called again the word i keep for a minute it's called yeah. autophagy auto like phagy. auto as a car yeah p-h-a-g-y uh, uh, phagy yeah. from the latin of eating or or fixing uh auto so it's your body's auto eating itself yeah by taking itself. all mm -hmm. the bad cells transforming them recycle them and then using them again as 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 new cells as, as new i'm sorry as new proteins right and it detoxes that, you right is that is that correct it, it was it detoxes you you get another part of the whole process of out. yeah it's, it's a recycling cleaning detoxing process yeah it's, it's what your body uses in order to be able to uh repair itself it's like wow. the repairing crew in in steroids that's what happens when autophagy kicks in Dave, can you tell us your experience with JJ? Oh, yeah. So um, on August 25th, um, we had a friend that hired JJ, and she told me, you know, her story. And um, so I said, you know what? I just had a knee replacement. I threw out my back. Um, you know, I have tried fast. I had tried fasting in the past, and it, it worked, but it became getting harder and harder. So I said, you know what, I need to take this to a new level. And um, so we hired JJ, and I didn't think it would be that level, but um, he had me working hard. And um, like I said, from August 25th to, to Christmas, I think I ended up losing 70 pounds. And now I'm, for the last month, I've been staying within that 173 range to about 178. And how do you feel? I feel great. I mean, my back's still a little sore, but I mean, when I, when I, whenever I have a back pain, well, one thing I do is I offer it up for my children, but I also wonder what would I be like right now if I had 70 more pounds on my back? Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It's like, oh my gosh, I, it, it, it's shocking on how much better it would, it, it is, it has been. Well, I, Dave, I, I may throw in real quick here. I think it's amazing too, because it really seems to help improve the way the way we look. It it, it makes you look younger because you're you're like 104, I think. Right, right. Yeah, actually 108. 108, oh, yeah. And yeah. you look you look <laughs> great for 108. I mean, yeah. JJ, you got to push the the aging look as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but no, seriously, JJ. I mean, intermittent fasting, fasting in general, does it help um, reverse the aging process at all? 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I can go very deep into this, but I can tell you one specific thing. The process of autophagy is rejuvenating the cells. It's giving the cells new proteins to form them correctly. So when you don't have a, a cell that is working well, the organ that that cell belongs to is definitely not gonna work well. But even deeper, uh, the fact that you fasting, you creating a depletion of sugars in your body, which is actually good because your body does not want that many sugars in your body. And when you do that, you allow your red blood cells to carry more oxygen into those cells, into those organs. And a, an organ that is well oxygenated, a cell that is well oxygenated, it's a cell that works better. It, it just imagine, you know, how you have a car, the same car, but you fill this one with, with uh, uh, cheap gas, and then you fill this one with, top gas, which is what it needs to, they're both going to work, but which one is going to last longer, perform better, and look better? Obviously, the one with the best gas. So it's the same with us. If we, if we allow our bodies to work with the right type of gas, most of the time, we're going to feel, look, and, and perform much better. Hmm. Is, isn't it also, I was talking with someone, maybe it was earlier today, that they were they were considering fasting, or a friend I think was considering fasting, but because they had diabetes. And I went, wait, 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 wait. The science is actually oh, yeah. helping diabetics, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I just came from from a, a symposium in Boca, low carb symposium, and probably sixty percent of all the speakers were referring to diabetes and fasting and low carb, uh, the ketogenic diet as a dissolution for this problem. And if you think about it, what are the origins of diabetes? Well, it's very easy. Uh, you have created an imbalance in your body where because of so much, I'm, I'm gonna call it sugar right now, but it's, of course that's the basics of it. But because of so much sugar consumed in the body, the body loses balance and your insulin spikes to points where it cannot control it anymore. So if sugars or carbs are the problem that created you to have diabetes, it only makes sense that if you take that away and put it out and don't do it anymore, that your body will repair itself and will heal itself from a problem that we created ourselves, not that came from somewhere and just happened. And so the, not only that, but remember, diabetes is one of them. The ramifications of diabetes in the neurological system and circulatory system, et cetera, et cetera, are huge. So many, many of these diseases are being blamed to the excesses of eating and basically eating carbohydrates. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I would, you know, I just have something to share about that. So I'm adopted and the only thing that I ever knew about my mother is that she died around age of 50 years old from complications of diabetes. So, um, there's not too many people that I say that have saved my life, but I think JJ might be one of them. So thank you, thank you for doing that. Absolutely, my pleasure. Happy for that. Yeah, well, at least so extended it a little. <laughs> that's I'm awesome, sure you're Dave. gonna go a lot little, a lot more than little, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I really that's what I'm lot. praying for. Yeah, spend as much time with my grandkids as possible. Yes, yes, and you know that that's the beauty of it, and I'm sure you can talk a little bit more about that. But you know, this is this is beyond losing weight. This is beyond looking better. I mean, this process transforms or gives you back your life where, like you say, you, you're going to have more time with your children. You're going to have more time doing 
things with them because you could be in bed where your children are not being able to move. But the point is that you're going to be participant of their life for longer. So yeah. people have to understand that this is not just for them. This is for the generations that want you around to stick around. This is for you and for everybody that wants you to stick around. So right. it's, it's a wonderful and, thing. And you said it, it gives you a new life. And that gets back to that scripture passage. You don't put uh, new wine into old wine skins, right? So right. Uh, the, the way I interpret that is you're getting a new life from God, but he can't get into um, a soul that's still uh, toxic or uh, remaining with toxicity of 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 uh, sin and uh, and wrong belief or, or whatever they're dealing with. Uh, that's why for us the, the sacrament of confession is so it's like a it's like a flushing out of of the soul at that time. But also we, they always prescribed in salvation throughout salvation history. God called us to fast, especially in. Uh, times of turmoil and and times of oppression and and war and uh it's it, so it, it's it, it why because god's going to give you a power but he he has to get into that detoxed and i say not just the soul but the body as well and and doug can you talk to that as, as well because he said i love the lord you got it with all your heart mind soul and strength right it's it's all of that and and god is looking for that new wine skin to put the new wine of the holy spirit in that so doug that's kind of what you dedicate your life to in, in that area about getting that new person up and running for that could fully receive the the new life of God. Can you speak to that, Doug? Yeah, I mean, be our coalition. That's that's something we've been focusing on, you know, but based on just talks and presentations I've given for years on everything that, you know, JJ's been saying here about, you know, rejuvenation of, of the body through fasting. But, you know, you encompass the fact that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. You know, maintain the temple. I mean, take care of it. It's, it's right. you know, we're supposed to be good stewards of everything that God gives us. And in particular, you would think the sacredness and holiness of the body. It's, it's, a, it's a powerful instrument in God's hands. And the healthier we are, and again, you don't have to run marathons or be an Olympic athlete or, you know, compete in powerlifting to be strong. I mean, I, I, I've run two marathons in my life, one of them up Pikes Peak Mountain in Colorado Springs. You know, I've, I've competed in powerlifting. I mean, but now I just maintain and I work out five or six days a week. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, you know, sometimes it's longer. But I would say, you know, what we're doing is trying to, to treat the body as a temple and realize that it becomes a spiritual instrument in God's hands as well, especially when you've got, well, the warnings that we hear, you know, we talk about our blessed mother's warnings, you know, our lady of Fatima over my shoulder here and over yours, father, and, and just the reality that God has warned us in many times. Scripturally, we, we know about this with Jonah going to Nineveh, and he walked through the city and told them they had to put on sackcloth and Ash, and they had to fast. And the king said, hey, we're going to do this. And Nineveh was spared. So there's that spiritual ramification. And then, of course, Father, I know you've talked a lot about, we've had Father Ripperger on and Dan talking about, you know, the, the spiritual battles in the diabolical world of, of how some demons can only be cast out, as our Lord said, through prayer and fasting. Right. So this fasting has this spiritual and physical, you know, ramification that is just unbelievable. 
But we are supposed to be taking care of ourselves to the best of our ability. Sure, the body's going to die. But even St. Augustine said, train the body as if it's going to live forever. But take care and train the soul as if it's going to die tomorrow. In other words, you've got to take care of both. The reality, sure, no one expects that we're going to live forever. Hey, Jack LaLanne even died, right? <laughs> but Jack yeah. LaLanne had an amazing quality of life until he yeah. died. I mean, yeah. JJ, you probably looked into some of Jack's life. I mean, the I guy was amazing. I met him in person. Nice. And, did you uh, really? Yes. He yeah. was 91. He came to my gym and he made, he did finger push-ups. <laughs> At 91. <laughs> At 91. And I, I was in one of my top shapes back then. Actually, I'm better now. But <laughs> uh, the, I tried to do what he did and I was totally embarrassed by the fact that a 91-year-old... I, I could show you how to do them, uh, but the camera won't get down. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understand, understand. Uh, Can I bring up something uh, 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 with a dog here that I think is, is relevant? Uh, and I want to bring the, the issue of uh, fasting uh, to communicate or to become closer to God, which is something that is very significant for the majority of people, spiritual people. And uh, uh, I, want, I want to give you a metaphor. Uh, imagine you're trying to talk to the most important person in your life, whether it's your, your, your wife. Or, and, and there is a TV in the background that yes. is making a ton of noise. Okay. Yep. And, and you, you just kind of start yelling and, and, and your wife is not going to be able to listen to you correctly. And so it's going to be a very disturbing conversation where it should be a very peaceful and good communication. So it, Think about that TV as the process of eating, okay? Yeah. Process of eating creates a lot of noise, demands a lot of energy. Does, it makes your body to occupy everything into that process. God tells you if you fast, your mind will be clear. That's why when you stop eating and you let your body rest, the body becomes unoccupied and the mind can start doing what it wants to do. Yeah. So... Okay, talk about fasting to lose weight and all this stuff, but how about fasting to clear the brain, to help yep. the brain heal and function correctly? Right. And the science behind that is huge. And Dave, I think you have a good uh, uh, insight on that that you sent me once, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So for instance, you know, I was just finishing up my coaching time with, with JJ and so all this time I'm fasting like five days in a row. Then I eat for one and five days in a row. And it's like, we get to the end and it's like, well, JJ, I think I'm going to still fast three days a week. And he kind of sends me a little emoji, a laughing emoji. And I said, no, I'm serious. It's like, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it from a spiritual standpoint. And I mean, with my knee and my back and, and you know, the not eating, it's like, I'd, I'd have this sciatica running, shooting down my legs. And all of a sudden I'd be praying for my kids and I'd start laughing <laughs> instead of crying. I was, it would like made, it brought me joy instead mm -hmm. of the pain. Um, I was going to, I was going to ask you, Dave, initially when you started out with JJ, how tough was that to kind of, you know, uh, get disconnected, right? Detached from the urges that you had and all that. Oh yeah. I mean, it was hard. It's like, and even when, I, when, a, when JJ was interviewing me, he goes, well, what, about, what do you think about vegetables? And I said, I love vegetables. And he says, hold it, hold it, hold it. You do not love food. You love your wife. You love your Lord. But nice. you do not love food. And, <laughs> I mean, that's where I was at. And now it's like, you know, if I eat 
I eat. You know, yes, I enjoy it, um, but I I don't love it. You're and not attached. I'm not attached, exactly. Yep. You are the boss, not food the boss of you. Yes, right. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and even when people have a, such a sweet tooth that they just crave it and they have to have it, you know, if you spend that time uh, fasting, it, literally you get detached from those those uh, incredible urges and cravings that you have. And and you can kind of take it or leave it. I know because it describes me. You know, earlier in my life, I think I had that sweet tooth. But some years ago, I I decided nope. And and uh, now, you know, it, I pass by Culver's and I go, oh, yeah, maybe uh, Sunday yeah. wouldn't be bad, you know. But, you know, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I got to have it, right? Right, right. I think, right. That, I think that's what people should consider when they're when they're thinking about fasting is, you know, let's 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 not let them the, the food be the boss but yeah. you yeah. boss the food right jj yeah yeah i i i, I see it i've mm. if you let it command you and you let it take over you it becomes really bad for you much more yeah. if you do the wrong one right um, the false god yeah yeah false yeah. god that's correct and so that's why i said you have to become the boss of it you have to make it a conscious process to uh, eliminate that bond, that love for food. I mean, who hasn't heard uh, somebody say, oh, I love chocolate. Oh, I love bread. Oh, I love this. So no, stop, stop, stop. Don't dilute the word. The word love is very, very significant and should be used for what it really matters. Loved ones, God, wife, children, okay? Not food. Food, food should be enjoyed. You, should, you could like food, but never love food. And the main reason I say this is because uh, the brain is very powerful. We all know this. And the more you love something, the more you want it, don't you? Right. And so if you love chocolate, guess what? You're always going to want chocolate. Who doesn't right. want something that loved? Okay. So let's take that away. Let's eliminate the power of the food over you and, and make sure that you become a conscience eater, not a drifter, not an occasional mouth stuffer like a lot of people do and uh trust me it, it, once you get that power once you gain that power over your body and and take food from the power that it has over you it's 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 uh it's so such a freedom i got people telling me that they don't know what to do with so much time they have now because between not having to cook so much between not having to do groceries so much between not having to do preparation dishes uh, driving back and forth, et cetera, et cetera, they gain three or four hours a day that they, they were involved with food before. Right. So even that, you save time, you save money, you yep. save your body, you save your health. You don't pay for your your doctor's uh, uh, house and cars. And, and, and Plus your energy uh, level goes up, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So remember, as, so, as, as long as your stomach is occupied, your brain is occupied. Yep. You never hmm. see a lion after gorging uh, from the kill, go and, and start sprinting and doing things. What is the first thing they do? They go lay down and rest. <laughs> so that yeah. means the brain is occupied with the stomach. Yep. If you free your stomach, your brain is good to go. The perfect example for this is the biggest thinkers in, in, in the world. Uh, every famous thinker, it's well known to for two things. Number one, they barely eat. That's what they say. These thinkers never ate. They were almost forced. And number two, they slept very little. So you wonder, well, that's a formula for that. You know, you're not eating and you're not thinking and you're not sleeping. Well, the fact is that the least occupied you keep your stomach, 
your brain is free to do the thinking, which is what they wanted. Plus, you need you need less sleeping because the brain is not being wasted on preoccupying on on the digestion system. Yeah. So yeah, there is quite uh, uh, deep information on how uh, eating better or not eating affects your brain in very good beneficial ways. All right, JJ, I, I got to ask this. Uh, let's get a little more controversial here. Sure. I know there are a lot of reports out there. There's a lot of medical evidence. So you mentioned Dr. Fung is one. I was familiar with him. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence out there of the importance and the health benefits of fasting, intermittent fasting, you know, several day fasting and so forth. But there is pushback. And, you know, and, and the groups that are pushing back, um, you know, have reason. And we know a lot of it has to do with they don't want anybody intruding on, um, you know, the medical care of take, you know, when, when people who are struggling with obesity and other problems, you know, we want to put you on drugs and we want to put you on, you know, different types of procedures. And we definitely don't want to infringe upon certain types of food, genetically modified, high fructose, corn syrup, you name it, zero nutrition, you know, value menus, I won't name restaurants, but every restaurant seems to have the 98 cent value menu. I don't know how you find anything nutritional in something that costs 98 cents. But, you know, you take the bun of a standard hamburger and roll it up into the size of a, of a, of a small golf ball. And there's just nothing in it. It's air. just It's just air. It's not healthy. Can you talk a little bit, either one of you or both of you, about the fact that the pushback is there. In fact, I th I'll just say this where I pass it to you, JJ, let you go first. Um, I think we just recently, we commented before the show, we heard of this new report coming out that says that um, Lucky Charms were actually in some ways healthier than steak. Uh, so we've got this, and that's not a joke to the audience. That is not a joke. There is this, this bizarre, almost freak show circus world that we're living in that yeah. says these things. And you scratch your head and think, are, are we all, do they think we're all idiots? I, I don't get it. Yeah. JJ, your thoughts on, on the food industry and those out there that are trying to shut down these healthy movements that can actually hurt them, it looks like. I think clearly it will, because if I'm healthier, I don't go to the doctor as much. I don't take the medications. I don't go through all of that. Your thoughts on that? Right. Yeah, uh, uh Sadly, there, there are huge forces out there. Uh, and, and to me, it has to be intentional because there is no other ways that you can justify saying the lucky charm is better than a steak. There is no. Yeah. I mean, no matter how bad you think a steak can be for somebody, you know very well the lucky charm cannot be better. Okay? So this is definitely intentional. And this is where, as individuals, we have to start uh, learning and realizing that unless we help ourselves, uh, these institutions and the government is not going to help us. Okay, we need to start finding ways to learn the truth and go after what's really good for us. And so, in, in, instead of trying to prove them how wrong, how bad they are, what I usually try to do is bring people to reality simply by making them understand nature. Okay. And all you have to do is realize if we look at nature right now, today, a lion or any other carnivore, how successful are they to be able to hunt something every single time they try? None. I mean, they're like 7% successful killing, okay? We were no different. We were not very efficient killers, but we did it. 
And so what that try what that brings to reality is the fact that we are genetically predisposed to be without food more often than food. Okay. And so that means that we can easily survive, not only that, our bodies actually prefer to be without food more often than with a lot of food. And so what the, the industry has tried to do, like every other industry, every other business, is to make more money, which I don't have a problem with that. We all have to survive and make a good business. But unfortunately, they have gone to the point of lying. They have gone to the point of hiding the truth. And they got point, uh, to the point that, like you said, Doc, they must think that we're stupid. And yeah. to be honest with you, I think there is a lot of them out there because mm -hmm. there is no other way that, that they can actually do this and get away with it, mm. okay? So, um, you know, I mentioned uh, the fact that the American Dietary Association is act was actually founded by the seven Adventists, uh, seven days Adventists, and they are religious vegans. And they're very strong about that. And they actually push this creation of this type of uh, uh, policies with the ADA. And, and, and most people don't know this. Most people don't realize that what they're telling them is because a religious organization, I, I, don't, I don't know them, I don't know well about them, but the simple fact that they're vegans and they try to push that through the world in their belief and their influence a supposedly uh, 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 government uh, institution to create something that influence all of us, influence all, based on something that is not true, that's, that's bad. That's definitely not good, and that's something that we need to work on and hopefully spread the word that we need to take better care of ourselves. Mm. You know, I I, <clears throat> I wanted to, to uh, make sure we talked about why right now it's important to fast. And I actually, I'm one of those that, that believes God's, uh, you know, preeminence is always present and, and he's always got a plan. But the fact that uh, people are trusting fasting right now, I think, you know, in, the, in, the, in other words, these, the science is becoming more clear. Trust the science, right? Uh, is becoming more clear how healthy it is. Uh, right at the time, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is a very serious time for us to be in spiritual battle and to become as strong as we can possibly be. But the other thing I think s fasting says to God and again, throughout all salvation history, when they hit calamitous times, uh, rough times, they, they would, they would, there would be a call for fasting. But um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe that it also says to God, "Okay, I'm serious. I'm not just throwing up a prayer. I'm not just you know mumbling something and saying, okay, good, check the box. I've done, done the prayer. No, no, no. It in in the sacred scripture too, the apostles came up to Jesus and said." Why couldn't we cast out the demon? Because he said this kind uh, requires prayer and fasting, right? Um, this kind, this is this is a very uh, big demon, you know. And and so I think we got a big demon going on right now in the culture. And I I just feel, and I'd like to get your guys, uh, Dave, if you 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 know you were sharing something uh, earlier with us that uh, you found a great publication on all the spiritual benefits of, of fasting. And yes, I, first and foremost, you start with, your, you get strong. We got to get strong. We got to get detoxified right. of all of 
everything that we're attached to, all the little gods in our lives, that's really what we're talking about when you're attached to something. You're putting it ahead of God. Um, but, but um, you know, how important it is right now for people to really consider adding fasting to their prayer. And I think collectively, I would love to see a movement, you know, like a revival that's based on fasting. But Doug, or I mean, uh, uh, Dave, uh, you were sharing some stuff about, you know. The, yeah. The, yeah, the so Ascension. Yeah. Ascension Press wrote an article. So going back to when JJ kind of laughed at me about wanting to fast, well, I kind of wanted to show him some proof. So I, followed, I dug up this Ascension Press article and it, it gives like five to seven points. And, you know, really it's like, it allows you to quiet your inner self. So basically pushing your ego away, you know, deny yourself, right. focus on the Lord. You know, the other thing is, it's like, if you can focus on mastering your hunger, well, then why can't you focus on mastering your anger or your lust right. or your pride or all of those other deadly sins? Um, it helps you grow in gratitude. Uh, yeah, um, and I got a story. So we had a foreign exchange student uh, from Spain. He stayed with us this summer and we're eating dinner. And he goes, boy, I love America because you guys, that's all you do is eat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh boy, that's a, uh, that, that kind of gave me perspective that, you know, you know, Dave, you're eating too much. And so what am I giving up because I'm eating? And I'll have to say, it's probably the Lord. Um, and, um, cause I was putting food first, food was my guide. Mm -hmm. And I mean, mm -hmm. and those points just keep going on and on. And so that's, that's really, really what I'm trying to continue. So, um, so coming Lent, I, uh, was talking to a friend and he only eats on Sundays and Thursdays during Lent and I'm going to join mm -hmm. him. Wow. Oh. Hmm. I there you go. Think about there you that. go. Yeah. There you go. I think, yeah. uh, I think that person is one of your employees. You should talk to him about it. Okay. <laughs> Good singer. Okay. Uh, if, I, if, if I may add something there that it, it just, uh, I just remember, uh, food is, good food is good for you. Uh, humans need good food. Right. And it's a joy to eat. Remember, it's part of survival, you know, right. so it's, there's a, a huge attachment between us and food, a natural thing. So that attachment, when out of control, causes what we're seeing these days. Right. So the fasting part brings something that you were talking about, Father Rick, it, that it, it creates a sacrifice. Yeah. It, create, it challenges us to say, okay, is this thing stronger than me or can I actually control that? And so that's why fasting is mostly dedicated to food because it's yep. one of the strongest bonds, it's one of the strongest relationship we have. And whether we like it or not, if we don't have a good relationship with food, we're stuck with it because we cannot quit. Mm -hmm. Every other relationship in life, we can quit it and don't do anything with it. But food, we have to only improve it. We cannot just live off of a body so fasting brings that element of a sacrifice and how good i am to be able to break that bond that i have and create that strength that i need to say okay you know what i'm better than you food i can handle you for three four five days whatever it is that you want to do and 
the fact that you can do that with the help of God and for God is just adding to it. Yep. I, you, you mentioned the word sacrifice and it, it triggered something. I always got, I don't know how many years ago it was, I, I saw what the word sacrifice actually means. It's from the Latin sacrificere, which means to make holy. Okay, mm. isn't that interesting? By our sacrificing, the other thing we we, uh, we thought about another title for this uh, particular podcast was building your mortification muscle, yep. right? And mortification actually means to die, to die to yourself. But you're you're dying to your wants, your desires that override or become what we worship over God, and that's what we're doing is strengthening that muscle that says no. No, I'm not going to let these things be the boss, as you put it, JJ, earlier, but I'm going to let God be my boss in my life. And and again, God is impressed with that. I just, it, you can look at throughout salvation history, I've ex personally experienced in my own life, and, and it's almost like a great dad going, okay, okay, now we're talking. Now, now I'll start listening to you because you're not the spoiled little kid who thinks you can get out of me, go on, you know, by throwing up a little tiny prayer, you know, no, it's, 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 uh, I want to sacrifice for you. I want to become holy. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, Dave, you've been talking about that too, is that, you know, if, if we're going to, uh, turn back the devil, if we're going to, you know, uh, keep the devil at bay, not only in our own life, but in our family, in our community, in our parish, in our, in our country, um, it takes sacrifice. I, I just found out today, I was reading around that the, uh, the kind of intermittent fasting that I usually do is the 20 hours without and four hours with. It's called a warrior fast. You know why? Nice. Yeah, because the soldiers usually ate like that because they, mm. they, they only had a little window to eat during that time. I go, well, I do the warrior fast. That's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, but isn't it true, Dave? I mean, uh, that you know, we can get weak and we can get uh, become a plaything of the devil when we're letting our cravings and our wants and our desires and our gods in our lives yep. rule us. And don't we have to, especially men, but I, I'm not, I don't want to get into that right now because women for sure. But uh, isn't it true that, that we got to get, we got to get strong, right? Oh, absolutely. That mortification muscle. Yeah. I mean, that's my mission. <laughs> yeah. Make men strong so they can make their wives strong and their family strong and the country yep. strong. Absolutely. Yeah. You've been in men's ministry for yeah what, 25 years. Too many men's that are wimps. We need to be strong. Exactly. <laughs> and you're not going to do that unless you're unless you're pressing in, right? Resistance yeah. training. I'm going to resist that Sunday, you know, that that uh, that candy bar, right? Uh, uh, and and that's going to make me stronger. So now that I resisted, you know, the Snicker bar, I can resist, you know, uh, this this sin of impurity or whatever, you know what, because I, I got that mortification muscle really strong, correct? No, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd like to throw this in, but I know we're getting close. Not a lot of time left here in this. And, and I know the audience out there, there's going to be those people out there that are going to be seeing this or hearing this thinking, Hey, this all sounds really good, but man, I couldn't even get started on this stuff. You know, it's like fitness, you know, I mean, I, I just quickly, Dave, how old are you really? You're not 108. How old are you? Um, I'm about 99. No, Nine, actually, okay. I, I just turned 55. 55. Okay. And then, and JJ, how old are you? I'll be 55 in February. Okay. All right. And I'm 58 in a week. 
And, you know, I, I exercise, like I said, five, six days a week. Sometimes well, here I a, thought where you were going with that. And look at Father Rick, and he looks the youngest of all of them. Oh, yeah. Well, Father, I, you're the person yeah. of Christ. Yeah. I, we always, always give, give credence, credence <laughs> no, to you I'm above everybody else. So. Go ahead. <laughs> but, and the reason I bring this up is, okay, so exercising five, six days a week. There are guys who said to me, look, Doug, I'd love to work out, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't do three days a week. I, I mean, where do I even start? Okay. Cause I don't tell guys, Hey, start working out. If you've never really worked out before and go five, six days a week, start with something simple, work your way up. When it comes to fasting, the same concept here. I mean, father, you've got an amazing ability now because you've developed this doing 20 hour fast and then four hours of window of eating. You know, and JJ, you know, Dave, both of you have been through this too, obviously. And I, and I, I intermittent fast regularly um, and have for years. And part of it was to deal with ulcerative colitis, which was a sickness I was diagnosed with 13 years ago. And chronic illness, they said, you're always going to have this the rest of your life. You're never going to get over it. You're going to hear your medications and your drugs. If these don't work, eventually we can cut your intestinal tract out and leave you with a bag. Okay, that's what they told me. So... I turned everything around, started working hard and, and a lot of help and support from family and was able to get to a point where with proper diet, because remember everybody, the mouth is not a dumping ground for anything that tastes good. Okay. What's that? What's that? God gave us the mouth to feed the body so we could, you know, be happy, healthy and enjoy life and do the will of God. And it's all a wonderful thing if done right, as we've been talking about. But can we give the audience some ideas, gentlemen, Dave and JJ especially, and even Father, you too. What did you all do? What do you recommend to help somebody get started so they can build up to and psychologically, physically be able to handle a 20-hour fast or even a 12-hour, 16-hour fast or even a two- or three-day fast? I mean, Dave, you went five days of fasting and then you'd eat, okay, and I know, Father, you've gone on 72-hour fast before. You've talked about that. But, JJ, can we start with you first from your professional experience? What do you recommend for people to get them started so they can build up that, that hope muscle that they can actually accomplish these greater goals of fasting? Great. Yeah, that, that, is, that is definitely a good uh, – I, I want to say a, a preamble of this. I think you need to know very well the reasons. Mm. You have to have a good motive, a good goal to do this. You can know everything there is to know about fasting. You can know everything there is to know about dieting. But if you don't have a good reason for it, yeah. eh, most likely it's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And so um, I bring something into, uh, into place uh, that I tell a lot of people, which is, I like to bring vanity into the process. And the reason I say that is because in my 20-some years of wellness, I noticed that the majority of people that were successful, their main goal was to look good, to attract views, to show their bodies, okay? And I believe that there is nothing wrong with that. That's human nature. As long as you don't let it get up to your head, up in your head, and, and become a vanity, a, a vain person, okay? That's fine. Use it. And it seems to be the main goal. Now, uh, along with that, of course, you have to think about health. But, you know, every time I ask, I ask people why you want to do this, the main thing that comes out is I want to be healthy. And so I ask, 
well, who doesn't? And if that's the reason, why haven't you done it? Because to me, that's a great reason. That's the number one reason. But in reality, nobody does it for that. Everybody do it. Everybody end up, ends up doing it because vanity. Okay, so I use that. So that said, find your motivation. Find your real reason to do this. And that's what's going to fuel you through the sacrifices. Now, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like my freak friend here, Dave, that went after five days all at once. Okay. <laughs> I, I have my, my freak That's clients and I, have, and I have my, my, my frail clients with, if I tell them to go for three hours without food, they might pass out. So, <laughs> but I love, I love Dave because he just went from the beginning head first and nothing is going to stop me. And I have a few like that. Hey, you know, the, the number one thing I think need, people need to do is stop eating processed foods mm, yes okay nothing in a bag nothing in a box nothing in a bottle with some exceptions and with some exceptions nothing that has a barcode now for example mm -hmm. i recommend apple cider vinegar that comes in a bottle and has a barcode well again some exceptions but avoid boxes and bags that's processed that's not good for you go and grab a piece of meat and a bunch of vegetables if you like vegetables i don't require vegetables but if you like them you're fine and start there. Start with that. Three meals a day if you like bre breakfast. If you don't want to eat breakfast, that's fine. Don't believe what they say that breakfast is the number one uh, meal of the day, the most important. That's not true. The majority of people wake up not hungry, which is the way it should be. Okay? Nobody gets hungry until about 10, 11, something like that. That's the natural cycle of the body. So skip breakfast altogether. Have your water, have your coffee, avoid sugar at all costs, that's your number one enemy. Once you're able to have two or three meals a day, normal, good, natural meals, then you can start pressing on a little bit. And you could make your uh, lunch and your dinner closer to each other, okay? And you're adding days of, not, I mean, hours of not eating by putting your meal, for example, meal number one between 12 and two, meal number two between four and six, okay? That could be a, a, a 18 six right there, easy to do. And then put them, put them together, put them together until you make it a one meal and, and deal with that and see how you do with that. After you doing one meal for a while, you can start skipping. One meal one day, no meals the next day, one day at a time. So every 24 hours you eat, that's it. And after that, uh, you're, the limit is, is whatever you decide. You right. can actually start going that. Now, it's very important is that you stay very well hydrated. And when I say hydrated, it's not just drinking fluids. You have to have your electrolytes. And if you don't have electrolytes, you're going to be miserable. So that, at that point, if you're going to go more than 24 hours, 48 hours, I, 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 I please look for help or find help or go to Jason Fung or go, whoever you find out there. Jason Fung is the best reference you can have. His book is fantastic. And everybody can understand it because it's very well written. In fact, that's that's my Bible. That's what got me started. And so um, just make sure that if you're going to do it, you educate yourself. Because if you do a fast and you're miserable and you're not able to do it correctly, you're not going to want to do it again. And that's not the point. The point is to make it easy, make it something enjoyable. I'm not going to say it's always enjoyable, but make it something that is worthwhile without so much suffering. And right. I think it's very possible. Good, good. I, uh, it, I, 
Go ahead. We're going to say something. Well, I was going to say, Dave or Father, which of you two wants to jump in on, on like, what was the process you went through to get to the point of being able to handle longer fasts? Well, I was going to close with that because I'm looking at the time by just oh. uh, uh, praising my my experience. And I know, Dave, you're gaga about JJ, and uh, yeah. so am I. Uh, but but the personal attention, I mean, it's <laughs> it's right there. I mean uh checking on us and making sure we're doing this and making sure we're doing that and yep exactly um J jj what's a, i'm go sorry ahead. jj what's a what's a good website for people to go check you out at sure thank you it's keto and fasting coach.com keto and fasting coach.com got it okay and it'll be it'll be for those who are watching the video or if you want to check the audio version of this check the information below i'll have a, the link set up down there thank you yeah, no, it, it was a great experience. And uh, I've been away and I'm looking to get back. And I know Dave, because I, I got to, I think the holidays, it is most of all, but, but uh, Dave, I know uh, it's been a great experience for you. Uh, what can you say about JJ and your experience? Yeah, well, I think I said it all when I said that I think JJ saved my life. Um, but I mean, to answer Doug's question too, it's that accountability coach. Yep. Someone that you can have at home or a friend that can help you when things are tough. Um, spiritually, offer it up. We're all suffering in ways, and let's let's offer those up to people that need our prayers for things that need our prayers. Heck, pray for our country. <laughs> yeah. um, can't think of anything else. Pray for our country. But I, yeah. you know, I've got plenty to pray for other than our country, and uh, that's I mean, that's really it. Yeah. That accountability really, really yeah. helps. And 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 I ask all our listeners too if they would just prayerfully consider fasting. Like we've been saying, the science has caught up to God uh, throughout mm -hmm. salvation history. We were prescribed yeah. fasting; it's powerful in prayer. Uh, exorcists will will uh, absolutely stand behind the fact that uh, you know it's got an extra power when you're praying. Uh, again, because you're you're. You're uh, praying to dad and dad's going, okay, I'm listening now because you're, you're doing something more serious. Um, but, but prayerfully consider it to yes, for your health. Yes. To restore your youth. Yes. To get all those cells going the, the way they should and, and all that. But, but yes, to doing it because our nation, our world, our church, we need to pray yeah. and we need to pray seriously right now. Yeah, we do. And so I'm we really, I'm really grateful. Yeah. I'm really grateful. We did this show tonight because um it just uh, i think I, I would love like i said to be there'd be a revival that included mm. fasting in it because like jonah going through nineveh it's time to fast and put on sackcloth and ashes and and just pray god's uh you know uh, merciful so yeah. all right uh, let's nice. end with that let's end with a prayer in the name of the father the son the holy spirit amen come holy spirit Fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks, Thank JJ. Thanks, David. Thank you. This Thank you, gentlemen. Great. Appreciate this you being with us. Yeah. Thank you. Nice to meet you all. I hope people are open to fasting. It's, it's a little frightening unless you know the real facts. God bless you.